for three for the win. Yes! The only verdict is vengeance, a vendetta held as a votive not in vain, for the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. <laughs> Verily, this vicious soise of verbiage veers most verbose, so let me simply add that it's my very good honour to meet you, and you may call me V. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Because it brought you a new episode of the Fail Day Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Fay. This is another wonderful episode for y'all. And right off the bat, I want to thank you listeners for tuning in to my last episode, which has been two or three weeks, so I apologize for the delay. Things have been crazy. been piecing things together. And so, yeah, and I just wanted to enjoy my week off that was leading up to Halloween, and I'll get more into that in a little bit. But first, I want to thank you all for listening to the last episode I did, which was Halloween Havoc Revisited, where I talk wrestling. This first episode that I did, that was outside of horror, and you guys tuned in you've responded well you've been very kind and i greatly appreciate it thank you very much from the bottom of my little cold heart now with that being said we did have a new halloween havoc october 28th in case you didn't see it it was awesome uh it was on the usa network uh and and it was i was nervous that it wasn't going to be filled with halloween goodies but it was um, from, you know, graveyard scenes around the ring that definitely got used in violence. Uh, tables that were smashed had uh, chalk outlines, body chalk outlines on them. thought that was cool. There were zombies that did creepy, crawly, backwards, crab walk type shit. That was really good. Uh, we even got the, that the, the great line of the night was, Zombies are legal in this match. As if they're ever legal in any other match. but it, it, it was fun. It was a good two hours on TV. I wish I would have got a full pay-per-view out of it. I hope they do it every year. But if you like wrestling, yeah, you should, you know, however you need to, check out Halloween Havoc NXT style. It was, it was really good. Even Ghostface appeared not once, but twice. And it's still a mystery of who that was. So again, thank you very much for tuning in and... Just giving it a shot at least. I appreciate it. Now let's talk a little Halloween. I hope you all had a good one. My whole October was shit. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, but it ended on a good conclusion. Um, and as you can hear, I fucking, I'm slurring and stuttering. I'm working on my speech, people. I'm really working on my speech. I promise you. I'm trying to do good for this show. and Because I, I want this to be something... Not big, but just something that I enjoy to do and people enjoy. And when I edit it and I hear myself, I'm like, God, I fucking suck. But I go ahead and slap it together and send it out anyway. But yeah, sometimes I mumble, I slur, I stutter, I soft-spoken. Like it's a new ASMR video. Hello, and welcome to today's session of Fay SMR. <laughs> That's fucking dumb. <laughs> 
But anyways, I hope you all had a good Halloween. Uh, I took the week off, and that was leading up to Halloween, so I took 25th of the first off, and I just watched a fuck ton of movies at home. It was a good time. It doesn't sound like fun to people that like to, you know, be adventurous or whatnot. Oh, I just did it. I just accidentally did a Sean Connery voice, and I didn't mean to. May he rest in peace. <laughs> that was a sad thing that happened on Halloween. They died on Halloween. Yeah. Fuck. Anyways. Yeah, I just binge-watched. I binge-watched the uh, Halloween franchise. Of course. You know, I watched my three favorites on Halloween. Because my Halloween plans went out the window. Because people fucking suck. Loyalty does not exist anymore. I'll just leave it at that. But, yeah, I watched Night of the Demons, Halloween 3... And what? Oh, trick or treat! Yeah, the best one. Duh. <laughs> Hello. Um, so yeah, I did that on Halloween. On the 29th, I actually uh, attended, quote unquote, the Ice Nine Kills live stream special that they did, to where they broadcasted their recorded concert that they recorded last year, pre-COVID, which was cool to see all on its own. Cause I, well, I was supposed to see them live on the 25th of October. And thanks to COVID, it did not happen. So it's cool to see this. And then in between, like they'd play a few songs, and then they would go to like a very like a Zoom conversation. It's the band, and it's Bill Mosley. He's like hosting this whole live stream thing. And and as they're hosting the live stream, different band members throughout the evening are getting murdered in different ways. And they show them getting murdered, and it it was pretty impressive, pretty cool. I had a good time with it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it definitely wasn't a waste of money because, yeah, I did pay a ticket for it. But it was cool. Uh, there was some good gore. The performance was great. Uh, it was a good time. So I don't care what you say about Eyes Nine Kills. I'm a fan. And you can blow it out your ass if you don't like it. Okay. All right. Uh, what else? I don't know. Yeah, there's just a bunch of movies. Uh I did go see a few friends with my brother. That was a good time. Um, but yeah, not 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 the most exciting Halloween or even October for me. Uh, it was supposed to be great, turned into shit. But it's okay, cause next year is gonna be awesome. I guarantee it. Don't know what, don't know why, don't know how. It's gonna be fucking awesome. So Halloween, Saturday, October 30th is when I'll be celebrating. So plan your tickets now. Maybe fly out to Kansas or maybe I'll fly to you. Because I do kind of want to go visit a little town in Massachusetts. I wouldn't mind. So yeah, look out for Halloween 2021. And look out for your boy. Other than that, nothing. Uh, some recent watches this week. Before we get into V for Vendetta. See, uh, I bought one of those movie posters that we scratch off. Cause it's, and I found one that's a mystery. Because a lot of those scratch off movie posters, like the giant lottery ticket, they already give you the title of the movie before you even scratch the shit off. Which is really stupid and just kind of makes it pointless. Like, what's the point of the, of the scratch off if you're just going to go and tell me what the movie is anyway? But I found one that doesn't reveal what it is. So I picked a random number, and I'm only going to do one. I've watched a few movies on this post already, but I'm just going to do one for each episode. Kind of like its own new little new segment that I'm introducing to the Fay All Day podcast. And then so I did the 
first pick. I picked the number 27 because it is my favorite number. So I scratched off 27, and it was Django Unchained. Now, kind of threw me off because, one, I hate westerns. But I told myself I'm going to watch every movie that I fucking scratch off on here. No matter how many times I've seen it, no matter how recent I've seen it, no matter how much I hate the movie. But I've never seen Django Unchained. So I was like, okay, well, it's a fucking western, but I'm going to give it a shot. And I hate Quentin Tarantino. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I think he's highly overrated. I did say that again. I just can't stop. But in this case, he fucking crushed it. Now, I'm disappointed that a white man wrote the N-word that many times on some pieces of paper. Because they dropped the N-bomb a lot in this motherfucker. But I get it. It's the times. You know. But Leo DiCaprio crushes it. Great fucking feeling. Very, I mean, just a great performance overall. And... You know, there's the story of when he bangs his hand on the table and, and actually cuts his hand and continues to act. And then so the bleeding hand and why they bandaged it, that wasn't even written into the movie. It was because he actually cut his hand and they kept it in and added it to the story. So I thought that was cool. Long-ass movie, but I highly enjoyed it. Uh, it was pretty fucking violent. Of course, Quentin Tarantino put himself in the fucking movie, but he blew up, so spoiler alert. So it worked out okay for the end. So yeah, for the first uh, scratch-off poster segment, I haven't come up with a title for it, so we'll just call it Movie Lottery. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it also has five stars, five scratchable stars underneath each little poster. So I'll just stick with that rating system for the poster, and I will give it four out of five stars. I scratched off four stars out of five. And then some recent watches, of course, before I get into Viva Vendetta. I don't know why I keep saying it like that. It's fucking stupid. Sorry. I watched the John Wick movies for the first time. First time. Seen any of them. Man, he he doesn't waste bullets, does he? He's pretty fucking hardcore. And I love how this movie kind of flips everything around on you. Like the first one does. For one, I love that the story is straight up, you killed my fucking dog, so now I'm going to get some revenge. Because well, cause the dog has sentimental value because he lost his, wife's, lost his wife recently. And then that was the last gift that he she left behind for him, which was a puppy. And uh, people broke in. They wanted to steal his car, fucked him up, and killed his dog. They didn't realize that it was John fucking Wick. And all these people are telling these people that they that broke into this. You fucked up, dude. You fucked up bad. Basically. <laughs> I'm not very good at really uh, giving a synopsis on movies, as if you may have noticed while... Listening to these uh, shows over in the past. But yeah, so... They kind of... What I mean by they kind of flipped things around... Is that it's not him trying to save the day and stop bad guys from doing things. It's him pissed off seeking revenge against the bad guy's son. And so now he's going to go and kill these motherfuckers because they killed his dog. And then the sequels, the storyline wasn't as fun. Like, cause I mean, that's just that's cool. You kill my dog, I'm gonna kill you. I'm, I'm gonna fuck you up, cause I'm a lethal weapon. I'm an assassin. But they were still cool. And yeah, like I said, dude does not waste bullets. He's a fucking sharpshooter. He he loves to do monkey flips and roll arounds and shit and wrestle with you. And he whips your ass. And it's Keanu Reeves. Everybody loves Keanu. If you don't, well, there's no way that you don't because it's Keanu Reeves. I mean, come on. 
So yeah, the John Wick movies, I'm glad that I actually purchased them instead of renting them. Because they're nowhere to be streamed, and I really wanted to see them. I'm glad I bought them. Good purchase on my end. Good blind purchase. Uh, now a bad rental that I did, though. Oh, no, I didn't rent it because they put it on Netflix. That's right, I almost did, but then I saw they put it on Netflix or one of the streaming services. Tales from the Hood 3. Oh, man. I was really hoping that they were going to redeem themselves from Part 2. But they, they really didn't. It's still better than Part 2 overall. But, like, the great social commentary that you see in Part 1 isn't really here. I mean, there's this one part where there's this racist dude trying to protect his bunker... And he's fucking uh, different uh, ethnical blow-up dolls, as as you will. Like a black, I think it's a black one and a Mexican one. While he's being racist over the radio, he's like doing like a kind of like a podcast, you know, ham radio type, old school type of shit, broadcasting. Apparently, turns out it's not exactly what he's doing. It's it's a very weird. I'm not going to do any spoilers because it's a brand new movie. But yeah, it just took a very weird twist. But I did like that story. And I really don't... I mean, I'll just say that there's a pair of shoes that makes this dude shit himself, amongst other things. That story took a weird turn. I liked where they were going. But it also took a weird turn. Um, overall, I kind of question how they even decide to pick these stories, these short stories to turn into, you know, little short films in these anthology movies. Because I'm like, man, you could have done something way better than that. I don't care how big your budget, big or small your budget is. So, I don't know. It's not quite dumpster fire like part two. But it's like that bum that lays up against the dumpster fire to stay warm. You know, it's right there. So, yeah. Uh, Tales from the three. Mm. And Threat Your Own Risk. And then I'm... Very badly developing a 4K addiction. And I recently acquired Saving Private Ryan. Love that movie. Absolutely love it. Put a pair of headphones in. Fucking surround sound. Blasting all over the place. Or if you have an actual surround sound. Because I live in an apartment. And I don't live alone. So I can't really be blasting no uh, surround sound speakers. So I put the headphones in. The guns are coming out of the place. The picture quality is great, of course. Because 4K is the shit. Saving Private Ryan's still a great one. And then I also got War of the Worlds. I finally, well, I own it on DVD, but it's scratched up. And I need a new copy because that movie does have sentimental value to me. Because it was the last movie that I saw in theaters with my father, my dad, my pops. So it holds a special place in my heart. Thankfully, it was a good movie, so I didn't have to watch a shitty movie every year when it's, you know, like my dad's birthday or, or anniversary was passing. Or whenever I feel like I just, you know, reminiscing about good times with my pops. So, and we got that on 4K. Again, gorgeous picture. Loved it. Also bought Scarface on 4K, and it came with the uh, the World is Yours golden statue. But I haven't watched that on 4K yet. So I don't know how that transfer turned out. It's always curious to see these old, like, 70s and 80s movies transferred onto 4K. Because sometimes they look magnificent, sometimes they don't. Because then I also got Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 on 4K, and they didn't turn out too hot. So that was rather disappointing. Which I did watch during Halloween week. Watched a lot of movies, like I said. I'm not going to go through all of them. But yeah. And then there's some kind of random recent watches that weren't horror or Halloween related. 
And now we'll get into V for Vendetta. As I drop this, as you're listening to it, maybe, I drop this episode on November 5th. Of course, remember, remember the 5th of November. You know the shit. Um, but really, because it is a government type of movie too, like a, yeah, a very political movie. I'm stupid, sorry. Very political type movie. Which occurs, you know, during an election year. I would say congratulations to our either new president or returning president. But as I record this, sorry to, to deceive you a little bit, but I'm recording this on election night. And as I'm sure a lot of you know, the whole counting the ballots, the mail-in and shit like that took longer. So I wouldn't be able to gloat or get pissed off on this on this episode about our new president. So... That was kind of a bummer. But I wanted to do V for Vendetta for many reasons. For one, it is a, it is a fantastic movie. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right off the bat. Uh, but right off the bat, I would say... What's up with Natalie Portman's British accent? I mean, she, she tried her damnedest. I don't know. I think it's just because I, I, I've heard her speak in her normal accent so often to where it just it sounds weird to me. And I know there's a lot of British actors that crush the American accent. And it's probably because I don't hear them talk in their normal dialect a lot. So I don't know if she does a good job or not. But to me, it's it's off. It's weird. But she's still, I mean, she's still a great actress. Don't get me wrong. But the best performance is Hugo Weaving, who plays V. The, the man that that's behind the mask. The Anon mask, the... The what what is what is what is Guy Fox, Guy Fox. Sorry about that. The Guy Fox mask, the anonymous mask, whatever you want to call it. Never takes it off for anything. So you're like, well, how do you know that he crushed performance when you can't even see his face? Well, it's like when you lose a sense, you gain others, and just like his whole performance, the way he speaks, the way he delivers his monologues, his body movement. I mean, he's he kills it in this movie. And you you know Hugo Weaving from like The Matrix, uh, Captain America, Lord of the Rings. He's done a lot of big roles, big character type roles. So, Mr. Anderson, you know, Agent Smith from The Matrix. Yeah. Which this movie was written by the Wachowskis, who did The Matrix. Go <laughs> figure. And this movie came out in 2006. It's pretty much about... A futuristic government that's gone corrupt. That's that's just awful. Kind of sounds familiar a little bit, don't you think? <laughs> Hopefully that's changing soon. Again, don't know who won the election. Anyways. And yeah, there's this one guy that they, they consider him a terrorist. Man, he's the one that just thinks he can take a stand and change the government for the better, make things right. So... As while he is a terrorist, because he does terroristic things, they put him under this light where it's like a sympathetic type of light. And they make it clear that he is the good guy in this movie. That's why it is a made-up, more into-the-future type of government. So it's okay to support terrorism in this movie. Okay? Because you got to remember this came out in 2006, just five years after 9-11. So back then, a lot of people were outraged with this movie. They, they support terrorism, blah, 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 blah. 
Truly, no. It was just a creative government, and they wrote a great movie, which this movie is based off of a graphic novel. Uh, so it's yeah, it's like a comic book movie, and it's a, it's a damn good one. Which I love that they kept him hidden behind the mask too, to kind of go back onto that point. Because it didn't put a face on the terrorism. It just more of gave us a, a an idea, like a character. And they put the guy Fox Max on, which is later also, like thanks to this movie, became the anonymous mask uh, for people going against the uh, government and stuff like that. Which I have a little thing pulled up right here, kind of just briefly just talking about the guy Fox mask that became the anonymous mask thanks to this movie. So since the 2005 release of the film V for Vendetta, the use of Guy Fox masks has become widespread internationally among groups protesting against politicians, banks, and financial institutions. The masks both conceal the identity and protect the face of individuals and demonstrate their commitment to a shared cause. So that's pretty cool how this movie kind of lives on thanks to the Guy Fox mask, a.k.a. the anonymous mask, and the date that they implant into your head. They remember, they remember the 5th of November. Which I watch this every fifth of November, and again to go on my 4K addiction. This is my first time watching it on 4K because they just dropped it on 4K today on the third <laughs> election day. Go figure. So pick that up because, like I said, this is a good movie. My next question, though. I, I should I could probably try to look this up, but I didn't because it just now popped in my head. But do you think there was a porn parody called V for Vagina? I mean, it could be, you know, people fucking in the non-masks. You know, remember, remember that dick of November. And then write up a whole another rhyme to it. Just kind of randomly popped in my head. I think that's kind of a good idea. If it's not, then it needs to be made. And if you need a director, I'm here. But I can't star in it because I got a little dick. So, with that being said, that was random. Sorry about that. But, you know, who cares? Because it's my show. So, yeah. Oh, and also, it's creepy. In this movie, there's a scene. What's What the fuck's up with all these priests that like to touch children? I know that's a weird and sensitive subject to just randomly bring up, but there's the scene where Natalie Portman is in the pigtails and the little girl and turning on priest. And I also bring up the fact... Well, I also bring it up because... I recently watched this movie called Spotlight. About the uncovering of different priests in the Boston area that touched little kids, sexually harassed little kids, and that's just an, and that's always an ongoing joke. Like it's turned into a stereotype and everything, and it's just disgusting. That's why I don't conform to uh, to organized religion because it have your own opinion, people. But you have to get off that topic. Back onto the movie. Um, overall, this is a great movie. From beginning to end, it starts out hot. Uh, I think they advertised it wrong because they were like, it's from the Wachowskis, and the trailer showed nothing but like the action scenes. While there are great action scenes in this movie, it's just a well-constructed movie with great storytelling. Uh, I love this one scene where the dude is, uh, where V is sword fighting, swashbuckling with a knight's armor statue type of thing while watching his favorite movie Count of Monte Cristo I, I just enjoy that because I always enjoy when people geek out over their favorite movies 
But anyways, yes, it's a very well-constructed, well-made, well-organized movie with a great story, great political shit. Um, and I highly recommend it. Uh, it does kind of fizzle a little bit for me around the time they shave Natalie Portman's head, which Natalie Portman is still pretty smashable, even with a bald head. Just gonna say it, since I'm a dude. But, yeah, kind of fizzles out around there. But then we learn that it was a doll deception. And just watch the movie if you haven't. And if you have, let me know what you think. Because overall, I think this is a great movie, great adaptation of a graphic novel. And I give it a solid 8 out of 10. <clears throat> now, let me know what you think of V for Vendetta. Uh, give me some ideas for future episodes. This one sucked again, but I'm gonna get better, people. I swear to you. I promise you. Uh, the next episode is going to be a rankings episode. I'm not gonna tell you exactly what I'm ranking, but if you look at the calendar, you'll probably be able to figure it out. And you guys really enjoyed my Ranking Realm Zombie episode. It's It grew into a pretty big one for me, so... Yeah, I think you guys like the whole rankings thing, and I think I'm I'm gonna do at least uh, two of this month. So be look looking forward to that. Hopefully, after you listen to this shit show, that was the V for Vendetta episode. But I just wanted to drop something on November fifth, just because it is a date that makes me think of a certain movie, and then I want to turn that certain movie into a podcast. Uh, sorry, the review sucked, but then again, like I said, it's election night for me. And I'm on edge, just like everybody else is in the country, no matter what side you vote for. So by the time you hear this, we will know who the new president is, and hopefully I'm happy, and hopefully everything is kosher, copacetic, and we would be a happy country again. So yeah, be on the lookout on that. Oh, it's probably going to drop the weekend of the 13th. There's another hint for you for the rankings episode that's coming out next. Uh, but until then, I have been Andrew Fay all day. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for sticking with me. I'm sure I'm probably wearing you thin on trying to stick around and waiting for this show to become good. But it will get there, I assure you. Just give me time. Because I'm back on track. And I'm going to kick this podcast's ass. So, yep. Been fail all day, and as good old V is about to tell you... Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be.